Hi y'all, it's your regular podcast host Elizabeth and this is Sassy Podcast. Good morning, how are you today? I'm sure you've been wondering, what happened? A lot of people have reached out to me, what happened? You didn't do your podcast, what happened? We've not heard from you. And I'm like, eh, well, <laughs> man, God has been good to you. In fact, for the next uh, few weeks, I'm going to be doing a series um, heavily laced with Thanksgiving, but a series nonetheless because what God did for me, eh? In this my season of, I don't know what to call it. What God did for me in this season, I cannot explain it all. But God did great and mighty in my life. You know how I used to tell you guys that we need God in our lives. We can't do life on our own. <laughs> We cannot do life on our own. If you think you're smart, you're beautiful, you're intelligent, you're well-connected, uh, they're all good things. <laughs> but trust me, if you add God to the mix, I promise you, you will not regret it. Look, with God, eh, one we conquer a thousand. With God, 10,000 will fall at your right hand side and none will come near you. <laughs> My brothers and sisters in the Lord, I recently had surgery on the 6th of August 2021. And if there's ever been a time in my life when I knew that I needed God, it was this period in my life. You know, let me just give you a brief story of the days leading to the surgery. So a few months before, I was depressed. I was suicidal. I was depressed over over nothing. In fact, now you see, eh, now that I have a second chance in life, a new lease in life, and I realize that eh, sometimes these things. It's just the devil that kind of magnifies stuff. And then when we buy into the lies that he's telling us, we become prey to him. And then before you know what's happening, depression sets in, anger sets in, you self-isolate, you begin to think the world hates you, story, 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 yada, yada, yada. Whatever the case may be, uh, just know that you need God. Whether you think your situation is the most desperate in the world, whether you think you're having the best time of your life, trust me, eh? There are times when money is useless. You have the money, you can spend it, you have all you think you need, but they make absolutely no sense to you because they're, they're not what you need at that time. Oh, yes, it's good to be rich. I want, I am, I am rich. <laughs> I am rich already because I am, I am 
I am rich. So I'm not, I don't have a problem with, you know, being comfortable, being beautiful or anything. I'm just telling you, you need God. Let me tell you something. So while I was struggling and struggling and struggling, I went for a Holy Ghost convention at the Rema Bible Training Center. It's a Bible school. And once in a while, they, they hold conventions, they hold taster classes where people can come and listen and go, even if you're not a student, you know, they have these things they do periodically. So one of those things was the Holy Ghost Convention. So I went, uh, or rather the Holy Ghost meeting, sorry, they don't call it convention meeting. So I went, I even went on the last day. They made an altar call. They said, if you're here and you're feeling like committing suicide, you have suicide on your mind, it's on your thought, Please come outside. You know how it is now. <laughs> I was sobbing. I was crying. I see the weight of the whole world was on my shoulder. I was just... <laughs> and I went forward. And to cut a very long story short, I was prayed for, you know, and um, there was something in the man person. Tokumbo said he was like please church just love upon her love just love her and the worst part of the altar call for me that day for me was the fact that I was the only one that came out I was so like Omo Elizabeth I your won't be <laughs> I was so ashamed. I was so shy. The man was praying with all his heart for me, but all I was thinking was, ah, I'm the only one here. And they were, he was praying in tongues for me, and he asked me to rejoice. I was so irritated. I was so irritated. I was pissed. But after a while, like, he's trying his best. But my brothers and sisters, you see that prayer he prayed for me. You see that all that drama that happened, that I didn't feel at that moment. It was a great propeller. Let me tell you what it did for me. The Bible says that the Lord set the solitary in family. Remember that I by myself, or not that people hate me, but myself, I self-isolated. I chose, I no longer go to church. I'm not interested in church. Um, because something happened a couple of years ago, so that kind of was like a seed that kind of formed into a full-blown uh, rebellion. Well, not rebellion like, you know, devil saying he want to overthrow Jesus, but rebellion in the sense that I know they go to church again. Now, I didn't make that. I don't remember consciously making that decision. I just realized I stopped going to church. And not only did I stop going to church, I wasn't even the only one. You know, I was really stopped going to church. Self. And the Bible says that we should not be like some people are, people that forsake the garden of the brethren. You see, every time you go to church, especially when you belong to a group, especially if you are, if you're also like aloof, some people, maybe because of ego, maybe because they've been hurt, maybe because, man, I beg, I beg, I beg, I beg, I'm above all these human emotion things. Whatever their reasons, they go to church, they take their Bible, they go to church and come back. They don't have any relationship with anyone. They didn't join any department. In fact, some of them don't even belong to any church. They go to 
any church, they just wake up, they just say, Oh, which church? Okay, leave me faith today. And oh, yeah, let's go there. And they come back. That's not what the Bible is encouraging. It is very important. See, I've learned so many lessons in these past few months. Between July 21 and today, I've learned so much more than I've learned in all my years in this life. Now, okay, so it's not like I've learned, it's not like they are new, they are new to me, but I've experienced them and I've gotten new insight to so much between the 21st of June when I came out for that altar call and today. Okay, so the Bible says that he set the solitary family. From that place where I was prayed for, a lady approached me, asked me for my number, said, from today on, I'll be calling you regularly. Of course, she didn't call regularly like she promised. <laughs> she didn't call regularly like she promised. But something happened. Every time... Because, okay, so I tried to grow spiritually. Not only that lady. Right there, I met a group of three people. No, the, uh, yeah, a group of three people that day. They were very young. One of them is close to my age. And one of them is somebody that we both registered for Bible school almost at the same time. She told it, she didn't finish. Like, like me, maybe she dropped out. I don't know. But me, I dropped out. And we got talking. You're like, ah, long time. We've not seen you. What's going on? And then she just said that she and this group of two persons are planning to go back to school. I said, yes, this is exactly what I need. And before you know what is happening, I decided to join them. And that was how we started going to... Uh, we, we now made up, we now formed a WhatsApp group. Do you know the WhatsApp group eh? is I must finish Rema. Now, I was still having financial difficulties because not, not, not so much, but yeah, it was there because now I have to, I had responsibilities. I was back to life. I had to take care of certain things that I had been neglecting all this while I had to go back to school. I had to do this, I had to do that. It was not easier because all of us together were coming from the same direction. Me, I was coming from Lekki, just like them. Although different locations in Lekki, but we were coming from the same direction. So we would contribute money together. We'll take a taxi and we'll go to school. We'll take a taxi, we'll come back. It was easier and it made us more, each of us, more accountable to each other. See how God was orchestrating things so by setting the solitary in family. Now, I started going back to school. I started going to school. Then there was this guy that I met on Facebook. I just know the spirit of God just let me know that this person has an excellent spirit in him. I was just following him. And I registered for one of his courses to cut a long story short. We became friends during that period and that became serious. Now he had this thing that he does early in the morning. And uh, I used to join once in a while if I like. But I started having a strong impression on my spirit that I should join it every day. So I called him just for me to have an accountability partner. I called him and said, this is what God is saying. God is saying this is not a temporal something. I should join you every day for these prayers. So every morning at 3.45, we have to wake up and 
I'm praying in tongues for one hour. After uh, praying in tongues for one hour, he will share from the word and he will share insights, deep insights that men, I know that it was not a coincidence. I'm telling you, leading up to this surgery, I want to let it tell you what's been happening. And the Bible says that when we pray in tongues, it is not our mind, it is the spirit of God that is helping us. He, 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 he together with us, prays the will of the Father. So all those days, I was just praying in tongues for one hour. In my mind, because he, this guy has, you know, emphasizes, you know, big businesses, talks about the fact that as children of God, you know, we should be topmost in all our fields. We need to be working in wisdom and knowledge and all of that. So in my mind, I thought I was praying for business breakthrough. I thought I was praying for my career in life, you know, all those things. So when I'm praying in tongues, that's what I, in my mind, I think I'm praying about. Of course, there are times when you ask us to pray for protection. You ask us to pray for provision. You ask us to pray for favor, you know. So, and then I now started joining Covenant Christian Center to do their early morning confession. That one starts, I think, 4.30 or thereabout. But because of my own, I've already joined that guy now. So I will now join Covenant by like 5 o'clock. All these things are things that I wasn't doing before. To cut a long story short, oh, one last thing. I'm not connected to a man on YouTube. He doesn't have a church in Lagos, but he's on YouTube. His name is Andrew Osakwe. That man, he now took us through a journey of gratitude. He now began to, and now realized that if there was an ungrateful person in this world, I was their queen because I, I, I couldn't see anything good. You know, when you're blinded by negativity, I couldn't see anything good. And, and God had done so much for me. But all I could see was what had not been done. So I started going through a gratitude journey. It was a journey, I'm telling you this, so it's a journey. All of this whole thing was happening. All this spiritual stuff was happening. All of a sudden, I'm connected to families, people, friends that will reach out to me. That lady that met me on the day that I went for the altar call. Anytime I will feel down, maybe I'm already feeling self, self-pity or wanting something happen. Maybe somebody will make a statement, you know, and all of that. Because I... I in as much as I was going through this spiritual awakening, I was also having attacks, attacks on my, on my belief, you know, people making me doubt what I'm doing, like, you know, somebody could, you know, like, statements like, eh, anyway, I don't want to mention, but the point is, there were people that were speaking, even as people were speaking positively and, neg- um, and prayerfully into my life, there were also people that were making me doubt my decision to follow God. Anyway, anytime I felt so very down, you see that lady that said she would be calling me every day, that, that forgot, that day she will remember me. <laughs> I don't know how it works, but she will remember me. Oh God, God is good. And uh, to, uh, to, to cut this, to, the long story short, oh, 24 hours before my first attack of appendicitis, 24 hours. I had a dream. 
I don't want to go into more details about the dream, but in the dream, I saw written on the door, Matthew 14, 23, and I saw TL, so I assume it meant TLB, which is the Living Bible. That dream, I had it very early in the morning. I woke up, I quickly googled, Matthew 14, 23, TLB, and uh, let me see what it's, let me read what it says, and it said, uh, okay, uh, give me a minute. He said, the other sat there awestruck. No. Is this? 23. Then afterwards, it's combined with 24 in TLB. He said, then afterwards, he went up into the hills to pray. Night fell and out on the lake, the disciples were in trouble. For the wind had risen and they were fighting heavy seas. Now, the mistake I made, okay, let me not say, the, let me not go to the mistake I made. Now, when I got this, I immediately, I had an urgency in my spirit to go and pray. Very urgent. Go and pray. So, I decided, okay, let me go and pray. As I was getting ready to go and pray, I got distracted again by something. Something came up. So, I got distracted. And when I eventually went to pray, by the time I eventually went to pray, I now, but because, you know, like, remember, I had business on my mind. Remember, I told you earlier on that business, breakthrough, all those things were always on my mind. So I thought maybe one big business or something, God is about to do a turnaround testimony or something. So, in my mind, I was praying for success, I was praying for favor, I was praying for business. But I didn't know I was fighting for my life. If I had read other versions of that Matthew 14, 23, maybe things may have been different. Because, like uh, Amplify says, and after he had dismissed the multitude, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. When it, was e when it was evening, he was still there alone. NIV says, after he had dismissed them, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone. NLT says, after sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. TPT says, after the crowd disappeared, Jesus went up into the hills to pray. And as night fell, he was there praying alone. And when he has, um, NKJV said, and when he had sent the multitude away, he sent up, he went up on the mountains by himself to pray. Now, when everything, when evening came, he was alone there. You know? So, the point is, if I had read other versions, I would have understood that Jesus was not just praying, he prayed a long, protracted prayer. It was a, it, you know, it was a long protracted prayer. And that kind of prayer is not as a human being like me. It's not something you pray in English again. So me, I just went. In fact, because I've not been to the place to where I wanted to go and pray for a very long time. Because I needed I needed to go out of the house. I needed to be in a, in a, in a place where you know I, I won't be distracted. So I felt about socialize. Ah, happy new year. Since the COVID, we've not seen. Hey, 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 hey. After everything, I went in to pray. I prayed. I don't know if I prayed up to 30 minutes. I, I prayed. In my mind, I prayed. But I prayed in tongues. I prayed in tongues. Whether it was brief, whether it was long. Because I feel in my very heart that if I had prayed 
as God had led me to pray, I would probably not have gone through what I went through. But that's church for another day. Sure, I prayed. But in my mind, I didn't know I was praying for my life. 24 hours later, I went, I volunteered for one project revamp where we go to public schools to, you know, motivate kids, teach them basic life skills and stuff like that. So I went for my volunteering job. And as I got there, I put bulb granite because I have not eaten that day. They gave us biscuit to eat. I had some biscuit and I had granite. When I got home, I began to vomit. I was in so much pain. I was like, what is happening? What is happening? By the, time this, by the next day, the case has got worse. When they tried to investigate, we thought it was food poisoning from maybe buying bald granite on the street and all of that. My brothers and sisters, that is how the journey started. I went to a big, renowned hospital in Lekki, around that area where I live. Not a very expensive one, but a very, very popular one. I got there, they said it was also. They started treating me for also. And you know the, the, the funny thing? When they would give me that also medication, I will feel better. I will feel better. They took me injection everywhere. They gave me pack medicine, give me. By the next day, I was back there in terrible pains. My sister, when, when they called, by the, by the next day when, when I was going through that pain, when it looked like I was going to die, they called my family, my sister. My sister was shouting, bring that, because my sister is a nurse. And she was shouting, bring that to my hospital. Bring that to my hospital. But because I was in such kind of pain that I could not move. It was not possible to come from Lekki to Festac where she worked. So I had to go to a hospital close to me. So close to me. Her nurse, her, her matron, asked her my symptom. Her matron said, that is appendicitis. So. But because I went to a hospital where doctors saw me, <laughs> and they said it was also, we took the doctor's word for it. Let me just cut the whole story short. I started drinking ulcer medications, both the liquid and tablet, antibiotic, everything. They did a blood test on me, they couldn't find ulcer. And yet the doctor said I was displaying ulcer symptoms. So it must be ulcer, even though it's not in my blood. Oh God. I started taking medications that were not mine. Almost one week later, I started feeling a bit better. I never knew in the course of all this time that the appendicitis had erupted in my stomach. But I think I know the day it erupted because that day, I, no position was comfortable enough for me to sleep in. But that day I decided to sleep on the bare floor and I slept on my tummy. The next morning, I felt so much better. And I feel that was the day it erupted because the kind of relief I felt then, it was so, the relief was so sweet. I felt so good. I was like, wow, sleeping on the floor is the way to go. I was not recommending sleeping on the floor for anybody that is feeling body pain. Not knowing that I was, I was dying. <laughs> oh God. To cut the long story short, by Thursday, 
of the next week, the pains were coming back again. I told my sister, I said, see, this pain is coming back again. But I don't want to be here when it's finished. I want to come and see you in your hospital. Friday morning, I came to the hospital. Come and see Dr. Lamenting. Hey, hey, he's a living cop, so you want to kill yourself? I said, don't blame you. I went to the hospital. They gave me medicine. Because the reason why he was shouting was because he took a blood sample. He went to check it. I had a white blood cell count of whether 14,000 or 44,000. I don't know. Actually, it was so high. And there was all this other account that he saw. So he was alarmed. He quickly asked me to go for scan. I went for scan. I got the scan. This man was pressing my tummy with the scan machine. He couldn't understand what he was seeing there. He, 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 a scan like not supposed to last for many minutes. I was on the, on the bed, screaming in pain while they were trying to figure out what they could see. The scan machine did not figure out that the appendicitis had erupted. Because I was already growing a mass in my tummy where my, my, my appendix was supposed to be, where my intestines were. They couldn't understand what they were seeing, but they knew that something was wrong. And they communicated the emergency of my situation to my sister. To cut a long story short, the very day I got to this hospital was the day I had my surgery. When they opened me up, they realized that ah, this thing had erupted four to five days. I say five days because I, I know the day it erupted. But the doctor said it was between four and five days. And how they were able to discover was well, because of the, the growth of the mass and the, the quantity of whatever they found there, you know. And one last thing. You know, I've, I've always been fat. Anybody that knows me, I was born fat. I've always struggled with my weight. <laughs> For your information, this fat saved my life. Oh. Because most of it was on the fat in my tummy. If I was slim, I would have died. Tell me anybody you know your life that had a ruptured appendix that survived. Tell me. Just tell me one person you know. But the fact that my tongue kind of trapped everything. So it didn't move around my blood. It didn't move around my body. When they opened me up, feces, pus, sepsis, everything had formed. And they were just, they had to wash my tummy. If you see this scar on my tummy, it is not like normal appendicitis scar. The, the man, <laughs> like I fought a fire. <laughs> Sorry for giving all these plenty, plenty details, man. But they are very, 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 very vivid in my mind. Because as I speak to you right now, I'm doing this podcast from a hospital. And it's been, today is exactly, today is exactly two weeks I had my surgery. My brothers and sisters, now God win. God won the victory. You see, when I tell you that you need God, in this life, you need a third eye. You cannot afford, no matter how intelligent you are, you can't afford, you can't, you cannot afford to live by your five senses. You need a sixth sense. Jesus Christ came to die so that you don't have to die like ordinary men. Jesus Christ came to die so that you will not remain. You, he, he died poor so that you, you, you will be rich. So you won't be poor. You'll be rich. He himself, 
by his strength, we are healed. I am not supposed to be alive. You know why? People have already started seeing me in a casket. I'm not kidding. I, Elizabeth, I saw my dead body, but at that time, I was battling issues. So I thought, because I was suicidal, I thought maybe I might end up, you know, doing it. Maybe, maybe just my mind playing tricks. Whatever the case may be, I didn't take it seriously. But I did see my dead body. But my brothers and sisters, I'm happy to tell you this morning that I am hale and hearty. I am alive because Jesus is alive. I cannot die in my 30s. God forbid. It is not my portion. <laughs> See the way you love me. Hey, you. <clears throat> the way when God takes carry my metaphor in heaven, <laughs> it will make my belly sweet. Because God is good. What? <laughs> As I speak to you, like I said, I'm currently in a hospital. But I will not be silent. Because I will always worship you. I know by the time I have the music to this my podcast now, all this song I'm singing now will be sounding off key. You should, should forgive me. I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm excited to be alive. I'm excited to be on this side of eternity. I'm so, so grateful to God that I am alive. Jesus, I am so grateful. I can't thank God. I can't thank God enough. If there's anything you learned from this podcast today, it's to tell you that your five senses are not enough. Your sense of taste, smell, touch, whatever, all your senses are not enough. The demonic in your account is not enough. You need God. See how God spiritually fortified me. See how God set me up in families. See how God... I'm going to continue this series and I'm going to tell you more stuff that God did for me during this time. Especially from after the surgery. I'm going to be giving you good gist. Don't worry. If you're going to be listening, don't worry. You go hear gist. God is good. God is good all the time. I just want you to know that God is good. I want you to know that God is mindful of us. I want you to know that God, God cares so much about us. It's so amazing. And I want to tell you that eh, there's nothing that happens to you that you could not have seen ahead. Telling you, if you are close to God, if you have a relation, if you have a personal relationship with God, nothing will come to you by surprise. Nothing. You may not understand the message when it comes, depending on your level of spirituality, but you always, always get a forewarning. You always, because God knows the end from the beginning. As I speak right now, God knows how many people are going to listen to this podcast. God knows the lives that will be changed by this podcast. Brothers and sisters, we need God. We need God. And my Bible tells me that the only way to the Father is through Jesus Christ. I know a lot of people say there are many ways to the Father. And, well, I choose to believe what the Word says. And that there is only one way. Only one way to Christ. And that is through 
Jesus Christ. If you know that you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, it's a risky thing. You are gambling with your life. Please, accept him today. If you need guidance or you need help or you need someone that will walk you through the process, I'm available. I'm alive. So I'm available. I, I, you need someone to talk to. You're going through stuff. You need someone to pray with you. I'm here. Please, feel free to reach out to me. Thank you so much. You can, I don't know, reach me on Facebook. You can reach me on Instagram. You can reach me on WhatsApp. My phone number is plus two three four eight zero three three six five zero nine eight seven. Feel free to reach out to me anytime. You need someone to talk to, someone to pray with you, or whatever it is that you need at this point in your life, and you need a human being connected to God to help you through. I'm here for you. God bless you. Let me quickly pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this person that is listening to my podcast right now. I thank you because Holy Spirit, you're breathing on this podcast and you're and you're helping people realize how much you love them. I thank you because I know that people people are awakening to the consciousness that they, they can't do life by themselves. They can't do life without you. They need you. They need you more than they realize that they need you. So, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray that as many as are seeking you, they will find you. Your word has already said it all. That if we seek you, we will find you. Father, Lord, make the process easier for them. In the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus upon my listeners. I plead the blood of Jesus upon them, their spirit, soul, and body, upon their families, upon the affairs of their life. I pray that it is well with them in the name of Jesus. Anyone that is going through a period of loneliness or whatever it is that they're going through, Father, I pray you walk with them through this journey of their life. In the name of Jesus, thanksgiving will not finish from our mouth. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. God bless you. I love you. Bye.